Hello, and welcome to episode six of Drag Time with Heglina. I want to thank everybody so much for uh, supporting the podcast while we are all in quarantine. Um, thanks, everybody who has subscribed to the podcast. Thank you for all of your uh, tips that you're giving us to keep the podcast going. Uh, nobody's making money right now, so uh, we are doing this with no money except for the support of our fans. So thanks again for, for uh, tipping us on, on the cash app. Uh, we are at drag time on the cash app, or you can go to the website, www.dragtimewithheclina.com. Um, yes. Continuing to bring you amazing content during this very dark time <laughs> that we're going through, but um, you know, we're all finding ways to, entertain ourselves and i i'm so thrilled that i have somebody on the podcast today who uh, is entertaining the world right now he's doing a very cool thing which we'll get into later but this is somebody that i met when i first moved to san francisco uh he was in a band at the time called enrique and i was dating it, it was uh, two of them it was darcy drollinger and jason masir and i was dating jason and that's how i got to know today's guest star we have if anybody knows um my history we have worked a lot together in the past, uh, well, seven, eight years now. We started doing onstage tributes to television shows, uh, Sex in the City, Roseanne, Designing Women, uh, Friends, and then most famously, um, Darcy is my co-producer of The Golden Girls, and uh, he plays Rosen Island in that production, um, and I play Dorothy's Borneck. We also bought a nightclub together. Um, called Oasis in San Francisco, south of Market uh, District. I left Oasis at the beginning of 2020. Darcy is is uh, keeping the club going, and um, we're going to get into how you can help keep the club going during this time a little bit later. But right now, you know, I am in sunny Palm Springs. Uh, after I'm done with this podcast, I'm going to go for a swim in my pool. <laughs> and um, Darcy is stuck in rainy dreary san francisco so we're going to check in on him we'll give it up for our guest darcy drollinger hi and fuck you <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i am so i'm so I, it's I, I cold just and rainy in san there. francisco i'm freezing i've got like two sweatshirts on I'm so sorry, girl. Okay. Um, so is the what, what's the mood like in San Francisco? I've now been down here for almost three weeks. So I kind of, you know, I kind of hightailed it out of there. I felt like everything was turning to shit. Things are kind of shit here too. I mean, there's almost like a curfew at midnight. You're not you're not allowed to, you know, you have you have no reason, apparently, according to the government, to be in your car after midnight in Palm Springs. It's kind of well, true. It's sort of true. So, yeah. You kind of have no reason to be in your car after midnight anywhere right now. But um, <laughs> I would say for sure it's definitely gotten a little more intense just in in mm -hmm. general. In the in where you can go, it feels a little bit like like um, <clears throat> oh god, what's the show? What's the show about the midwives? Oh, Handmaid's Tale. Oh, it feels a little Handmaid's yeah, yeah. Tale. Like I had to go to the bank to deposit a check the other day and. And, you know, most of the banks are closed. They've only got certain branches open and, and there's a full on armored police officer with a mask and people having to stand six feet apart to wait to get in, go one at a time. There's a big glass panel. It feels very, very science fiction-y. 
Um, Doesn't it also feel a little bit like um, Nazi Germany? Uh, but I'm only in this sense that I'm about to. I mean, in, in no other God. sense except this. People are reporting. It's almost like people are reporting each other if they have like parties or you know get to if like there's more like if somebody throws a party, all of a sudden all the neighbors are like, what the. F- fuck is going on that's having a party you know yeah, like so it's I mean, like people are very much people are very much judging other people for socializing at this time i went out the other day without a mask on and i felt like i got a lot of dirty looks from all the mask wearers that i wasn't wearing Ugh. a mask um it's, it's really then, mask for um, mask now yeah exactly total mask for mask <laughs> um but it's also you know i haven't been over there but some people say like you know over there in the marina and it's like you know, the Marina Green is packed with people. So, I, right. you know, walking their dogs and playing with their kids. But for the most part, at least where I am, it's pretty much, you know, it's just dotted with people here and there. And, and you know, my heart goes out for all of our homeless friends who are like, I don't know, you know, there's not a lot of protection for them out on the street, but right. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's, it's intense, but you know, it, it, it is also very interesting how, I mean, it, it is interesting how the internet has exploded so quickly with people trying to make sense of this new reality um, well, overnight, we have, overnight everybody had their income yanked out from under them, and so almost overnight you saw these drag shows happening um, online. And uh, you know, I, I was talking to you. I was like, "Yeah, we should do a uh, a telethon," and then that became not feasible because right. it meant it meant people gathering together to room. do it. I mean, it is room. it is interesting. You see all the people on you know, all the drag performers, right, trying to find ways to do their drag shows online and. But then you think about all the people that aren't, you know, that don't have that that luxury. Like, if they aren't a performer, right? What do they do? You know, where do these, you know, like the musicians, or God forbid, even like the bartenders, yeah, the house cleaners that may not even, oh God, you know, yeah. like where are they? You know, they're not going to go on and on Twitch TV and clean a house. You know what I mean? Like, and like, and I, I I hate to say it, but the, all the house cleaners I've ever hired have been people who maybe do not have a social security number, or they don't have the option of being able to get unemployment. So they are really screwed. You know, my what I heart mean? goes out to them. Um, like seriously, like food yeah. on the table, screwed. You yeah, know? yeah. So well, I was well, wow, so bring I, it down, Helena. God. I know. Let's uh, let's shift gears a little bit. <laughs> so it says here on my notes, intro Darcy Drollinger. So I've when I I, I introduce you a little bit as it relates to me, how I've known you. But why don't you give everybody the uh, Reader's Digest version <clears throat> of Darcy Drollinger? Well, hi um, everyone. I was born on January seventeenth. <laughs> let's not that much information. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, you know, I, I, I'll just following what you, what you talked about in in. Um, crazy in the 80s i was in a band called enrique so i guess i was in an 80s band and um we were very much like the b-52s meets kiss meets the tubes and uh there were two lead singers and a bunch of dancers and um uh jason messier who's now a quite uh famous um artist who does both started with the bean and noodle artwork and now does the celebrity junk drawer portraits um, which was 
your boyfriend for a while. That's how we met. Yes. And we were in a band called Enrique. And um, and kind of from Enrique, I started doing musicals and, um, you know, kept doing musicals, ended up going to New York. And I worked, you know, I did, I had a three show, three musicals produced there and a play. And I also worked on Hairspray, the Broadway production, and the producers, the Broadway production. Um, be- ended up becoming a publicist, which was not what I set out to do. But one day I woke up and I was the senior publicist in the Museum of Modern Art, and then realized if I don't, if I don't get back to where I want to be in terms of what I actually want to be doing with my life, I'm going to wake up one day and have been a publicist. And while it's I think a publicist is an amazing job, just not necessarily the job I wanted. So I, I quit that job and came back to San Francisco 2011 and didn't know what the hell I was going to do and got back, you know, in touch with Heclina, who, you know, when I left, you were, you had just started Tranny Shack and I came back and you were like the, the drag mayor of, <laughs> of San Francisco. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, local girl makes good. You, you know, you had, you had taken something mm-hmm. that was a little, you know, punk rock, ragtag, karaoke sing-along event and turned it into this cottage industry and really changed, changed drag both, you know, on a local level, but I think on an international level too. So anyway. And then, um, and then I, saved, I, I saved your life, right? Because I gave yeah. you a means, uh, uh, I gave you a reason to live. Is that oh what God. you're trying to say? Oh, yeah, that. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, precious angel. <laughs> um, anyway. Yeah, we started doing shows. So what, what year was that that we started doing shows there? We started Rebel. doing Do shows. Remember? We did Sex in the City in 2012. Um, and that was okay. the first one we did together. And, and I think that was that moment where we saw that people were so hungry for this kind you know some sort of a this a cabaret and a, a drag theater right. situation and that they were willing to come on a tuesday night and we would we were doing double shows like a seven o'clock and a nine thirty show people would come at nine thirty and you know get wasted yeah. and watch sex in crazy. the city and, uh, oh, that show quickly got on my nerves. Do you remember how annoyed I got at how wasted people got? Oh my God. I was like, yeah, that's yes. why, that's like the big reason why I don't do that show anymore. I know. Um, I get so sick of the audience. The girls screaming. I know. Heclina would, would, yeah. would sit there and stop mid-show and have to get in a fight with the audience. Or in the intermission, demand that the, um, the door person would come and drag drag audience members backstage to the kitchen where we were changing to get braided by Heclina. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I feel like that's a VIP experience. <laughs> oh my God, exactly. It was terrifying. Uh, and she'd never have her wig on, right? So it'd be like Heclina uh, oh, and oh like no wig in a barbecue kitchen screaming at a drunk girl. Um, or, no, or or a drunk fag. I mean, there was there was there was definitely hot messes of, of both all genders. Yeah. Um, and I mean, that I also got to talk about. Like, I mean, if anyone ever, I mean, wanted to make a sitcom, which I think would be a great sitcom about a you know a, kind of a bosom buddies kind of drag show, a sitcom about a drag show that had to happen in a barbecue restaurant. Because we were we were doing Sweden Sex in the City, like you said, Roseanne. Um, designing women, uh, friends, Friend. but we're doing it 
on a stage. It was a bar, but they did a barbecue restaurant. And there were many times when they were actually cooking barbecue while we're <laughs> in the kitchen. And we're literally <laughs> sitting around the big metal, uh-huh. you know, shelving, yeah, serving yeah. unit. Mm-hmm. And like, we had to like have our clothes off to the side of the meat smoker and the drip of the meat fat dripping into the bucket. We had to put like a tinfoil wall between <laughs> our costumes and like, I'm doing my makeup and there's someone grabbing like the tater tots out of the oven, which is right next to me. And like, we're sitting there changing between scenes and they're like, hot back, hot back. And they're running through with the barbecue. I mean, <laughs> It was, and I mean, literally, in our our wigs and our pantyhose are hanging up on from like oh my God. the utensils. Oh, I mean, man. it was like it would have been shut. I mean, I mean, God, it. it right. I, I probably shouldn't have been talking about it, should I? They're gonna well retroactively. No, the place is the place is long gone. Please, I know. I know. Um, yeah, and then we, um, you know, and then just to catch catch everybody up, you know. Uh, God, I don't want to bring anybody down, but people might know that my partner that I was working with on Golden Girls passed away really suddenly, and I needed us a, a, a producer. So you jumped on with, uh, that with me too, and that has been uh, right. just gaining well, success year after year. And Golden Girls um, has been, yeah, then, I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, but in between there, we bought a nightclub, right? So we're doing the shows. I mean, it was crazy. We're doing the shows, and um at rebel rebel closed we opened oasis and then yeah cookie passed right when we right right when we were opening the club so that was a really intense time and we barely got that place open you know what i mean like we were literally sweeping up piles of of like sawdust and I remember on the uh, opening night we were just like before the uh, before the crowd came in we were yeah we were sweeping uh, like right there was like the area where we keep the chairs behind that curtain we were like sweeping sawdust into that area and the whole place smelled like sawdust and paint you and know it, it, was it just... looked all like smoky like we had the fog machine on but it was just <laughs> it was like the <laughs> dust in the air i mean but we got it open and that was a f- amazing party that night i mean there was so much uh anticipation for us opening really that was. space and so and it was one of those things where do you remember? I mean, it was like, like the pressure was on. I mean, we we were we were we had taken out so much money and loans and everything, and it was so satisfying that the people. Came. I remember. Yeah, I remember. But it yeah. was an out of the box hit, you know, the whole the club. But yes, it was a very stressful time for me, my best friend, and my my business partner in Golden Girls dying at the same time as Oasis opening. So I'm going to coin a term right now, and you might want to remember this. It was the best of times. It was the worst of oh times. Oh my god! Wow, that was so, that's an amazing that you should really isn't that um, isn't yeah, that profound? That it's is, very profound. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so original. So yes, thank you. I'm always yeah. If it works, I take credit for it. If it doesn't, yeah. Uh, so yeah, so we're catching up with Darcy Drollinger. I want to ask a question real okay. quick. Okay. So could you speak on perhaps the club being more than a club? Cause you're talking about it in the terms of what it, what it is. Well, we're so close to it. Club. It's hard. Like as a, as a person who's been to Oasis, Mark, what would you 
call it? Well, it's a club sometimes and a mm-hmm. cabaret and a theater. And it's also a community center, like a place yes. of community gathering. So um, I expect that people are really going to be anticipating that the club will reopen and it'll be, you know, once more out of the box of success when, when we get back there, but also that they're waiting for their community space where people take classes and have parties and have, you know, the seminal events in their lives. It's very much a clubhouse. Yes, I think so. That, that is, I think, you know, I think that is the the dream, but it it just organically turned into that. I think, you know, we, we talk about it now that way, but it you know, there's been amazing moments where we'll be rehearsing a show on the stage. They'll be rehearsing numbers um, in the front room. There'll be people having a meeting uh, you know, about another event in the little lounge area. And it just feels like um, some this amazing space that is uh, kind of available for the creative queer community in san francisco and it and and it yeah from what we have there from like you know uh, you know charity events to drag shows to big dance parties to cabaret to birthday parties you know to we had, we had, yes we even had a, a, a frisbee team had a frisbee party i don't know how many frisbees got thrown but <laughs> we had um, we even had a, a, a private event with share wow. yeah share came yeah. to the club to do a fundraiser for hillary <laughs> that was pretty amazing <laughs> She was definitely our but, biggest um, star, and I'll tell you, she was yes, she was more low maintenance than a lot of the queens that we get from Drag Race. You know, <laughs> oh, seriously, shit. her rider was a couple on her rider was a couple of granola bars and a, and a six pack of Dr Pepper. That's all she needed. Wow, you know, yeah, and no, no, no demands or anything like that. And wow. so sweet, like, like salt of the earth. I mean, the only, yeah, she was really sweet, except she wouldn't let Chad Michaels backstage. <laughs> if anybody out there knows about chad michaels chad michaels is of course a famous uh share impersonator but uh she share his management was like no we don't want him backstage so yeah, um, cheap in the brand right yeah maybe uh, so well yeah let's so like mark like you said we are in a pause, like the entire world is in a pause, and Oasis definitely is in a pause. But Oasis has come up with a novel way to uh, keep us entertained during all this, and that was Oasis TV. I have been, you know, I, I normally hate watching myself because I just watch myself and I just crit- I critique myself. A lot of people really enjoy to watch watching themselves, uh, namely, you know, Matthew Martin. You know, you go over to his house and he, he, he practically forces you to watch some, some show he did. But I, I've always hated it. But I did tune in to uh, Golden Girls Live the other night and it was really funny. But really, really funny was Three's Company Live, which I forgot how funny that show was. So it's so great that you that you have, first of all, these shows archived. Second of all, that you are presenting them. Like in, in this series you're doing, you intro them, uh, you know, each night, and people can join and comment while they're screening. And then they're up for how long? Um, I've been leaving them up for a week. So if people tune into the premiere, YouTube has this, thing called premiere where if you watch it when it first premieres there is a live chat so you can participate and really feel like you're watching it 
in a watch party with other people, which is, you know, it's not sitting in, at Oasis watching it live, but it's sort of the next best thing right now. And well, I sure. Love- I mean, I've, I've been watching, yeah, I'm, I'm watching drag queens perf- like do lip syncs in their living room. Of course, it's not the same as seeing them live. It's kind of like watching a live concert, you know, like, you know, on your, on, on, on your computer, it's never going to match being there in person, but it is really the, uh, the quality of the video that you got was really good. Yeah. And no, the I'm, audio even. I'm so, I'm so, uh, grateful that we took the time, you know, a lot of times these are, these really have been just archival videos, not thinking we're ever going to show them, but suddenly, you know, there's a need and it, the response has been really phenomenal. And, it, and, you know, the, this idea of, you know, necessity is the mother of invention. I, this is, for me, this is the thing that's really come out of this of like, why not have an Oasis TV? Why not have a drag channel? Like, even when this is done, I'm, I feel really inspired right. to, to keep doing it with, you know, these shows and more original content that's created just for online. You know, I was watching, I, I mean, again, I agree with you, I clean the three's company or, uh, those shows are so fun. We've we've got to do it again. When this when we oh, get yeah. back on the stage, we need to do more episodes. But you know, I mean, I was also thinking, what if we filmed one of Three's Company or or even the Golden Girls, but really filmed it more like a sitcom with close ups and a multi camera um, for for um, screening online? It, I, I I don't know. I'm inspired by that too. Yeah, why not? And this is a great reminder for people of why it's so important to keep Oasis open during this time when, of course, no money is coming into the club. What? Um, how can people support Oasis first through Oasis TV and then you also have an Indiegogo? Yeah, yeah. So if people can, people can, subs- people should subscribe to Oasis TV on YouTube, first of all. And then um, they can do two things. They can either... Um, Toss some money in the hat and our Venmo, which is Oasis SF. The Venmo handle is Oasis SF. Um, or they can go, we're, we've got a campaign that's up for another two weeks um, on Indiegogo. Um, if you search Indiegogo, it's uh, Oasis 2020. And, um, you know, a lot of people, which, you know, is very important. A lot of organizations, bars, nightclubs, small businesses have had GoFundMe's and uh, for their employees or their businesses. And I think that's really important. We really wanted to, uh, you know, while asking for donations, we wanted to really put a focus on the future, right? That that we weren't going to go away, that we really were committed to sticking this out. And that way, in that respect, we're giving people perks. So if you give money, you're actually getting something for the future. You're getting two tickets for one of the original cabarets. You're getting two tickets to our Saturday Night Party Pop-Tart. You can. Um, I'm even selling dinner dates with me dressed as champagne white. So, you know, I'm whoring myself out for this. Whatever it takes, I'll do it. Wow. Um, Where is dinner going to be? <laughs> well, I'm gonna t- you get to take me to Taco Bell. Oh, oh, they pay. They pay for the honor of taking you out to dinner. No, I guess okay. I, no. I no. I pay for. It. That's why we're going to Taco Bell. I want to keep most of the money. Oh. <laughs> yes, exactly. I love it. Um, but uh, you know, but, but the response has been great, and I think you know, for me, it's been more almost 
the financial side is crucial. And people, I think, don't realize how expensive it is to run a space the size of Oasis. And, uh, you know, so the money is super important. And I want to be able to give money to the staff. We've already been giving them some money to help keep them afloat at rent time. But I also, you know, it's the emotional part of people showing up and saying, you know, by giving them money, it really is saying we want you, we want this to stick around. And I do think it's really important. It is. It is. Yes. And it's true. It's like people, I think I, I know that I can speak for you, but I'm, this entire time of owning Oasis, people just had this image of us as these moguls lighting cigarettes with $20 bills. And, you know, but it, it is, it, it was a time when we were always just kind of, especially the first couple of years. It's just right. barely I mean, getting by. I have yes. to light, I have to light my cigarettes with $10 bills. So I can't <laughs> wait for I can do it with $20 bills. <laughs> and, and, and you don't even smoke. <laughs> exactly. I have to do it just. <laughs> um, I know. Well, you know, yeah. we, I think we all thought we were going to get rich off this quicker. You don't mm-hmm. realize. I mean, I always looked at people who had bars and, and venues like this that they made so much money. And, and, you know, I thought by year two, we'd have our you know, Guerneville homes and so on and so forth, you know, but now it's, 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 you gotta do it cause you love it. It's sadly We've, in my yeah. blood. I can't stop. So, um, yeah, on, on that note, you know, I, obviously I, I, uh, hightailed it and left you in the Damn dirt you. and, uh, so, but, but, uh, you know, but I am, I'm just going to say it here publicly. I'm, I'm still going to be coming back to Oasis to do shows. And I definitely, after watching Three's Company Live, I definitely that's like one of the next things I want to do there. So I can and, I can um, I on, I very, on the record, can I make you commit to coming back for like a five week run of Three's Company? Of course, on the record, Mark, you're the witness. I okay, got it. And I'm gonna make I'm gonna make it back up to the cloud. <laughs> okay, right, good. Oh, it's intro Darcy Dronger. Catch up with Darcy. <laughs> now we've talked a little bit about talked about current projects, but let's also talk about some of the projects that are currently on pause. That you so your life, you know, like like everybody, we're going along making all these plans, and you know, Mother Nature had had other plans for us, but you know, there was things in the works that you're going to catch up on once all this is over. Tell us about um, Champagne the movie. Right. So I um, made my first feature film um, based on a stage play called Shit and Champagne. Um, I actually originally written and produced uh, the show in New York in 2000 and God, was it 2009? And then, remounted it at rebel where we were doing all of our shows in 2014 and then it was the first cabaret show we did when we opened the club in 2015 and it spawned two sequels and and you know this the character really became something um uh you know almost a alter ego for me you know something that i did over and over and Long story short, um, uh, we did the first, we did the film, a feature film, which is my first feature film, and we finished it. Um, and it was scheduled to premiere at the San Francisco International Film Festival on April uh, 18th. And, um, mm-hmm. well, it got canceled. So, um, <laughs> that's everything. Too, I know. Yes. <laughs> but, you know, we're, I'm realizing. You know, all film production got canceled. So, you know, all of the in-house 
um, shows that Netflix has been working on and Hulu and Prime. Those, those don't exist anymore. So, you know, if anyone is listening and knows anyone at any of those streaming platforms, I think as much as I want want to do theatr- a theatrical release, I think this might be a golden opportunity to have something funny and queer and drag um, on Netflix or one of the other big streaming platforms. It's a super funny, campy spoof of those 1970s exploitation and sexploitation films, uh, very much like Quentin Tarantino meets Mel Brooks. Uh, so I think that it would it would do well streaming in people's living rooms right now. Um, but anyway, that's, yeah, I watched that, um, I, I watched Elvira. Um, I watched Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, the other night, and I was like, "That's kind of like Darcy. That's the total oh slapstick, silly, totally. yeah, I totally mean, I was, like your humor." I was actually watching that, realizing I probably, you know, I was sort of obsessed with that when I was younger. And I think there's a little bit of Elvira in Champagne. She's got the same off the cuff, like sexy stupid funny tough attitude so yeah right. it, i mean if you like that movie you'll love shit and champagne and um we i was just about ready to remount bitch slap which was my 80s uh nighttime soap opera spoof that was a big hit when we did it a couple years ago we were gonna do a, a big remount in may and had to cancel that. And that's another one. If anyone from Netflix is listening, I want um, <laughs> I want to do a weekly nighttime drag soap opera. And it's really funny. Um, You've heard it here, everybody. Darcy has <laughs> lots of ideas. And yes, you know. and, but, but needs, needs all your money. Exactly. Um, or just, you know, just an introduction. Yeah. I can help make you right. money. Um, but so, yeah, exactly. you know. I mean, it's so. Those are those are two things that that had that I was super excited to be be premiering, and both of them got put on hold. And I, uh, you know, I'm not sure. You know, we're still waiting to find out when we can open. Um, you know, Shit and Champagne will probably be in Frameline, which is exciting. They've they've moved that film festival to September rather than just canceling it. Wow, so, crazy! That's yeah. great news, though, that it's not right. just outright canceled. Yeah, yeah, yes. Well, everything everything now is you know like my my fall September October is getting so jam packed because everything is moving to the fall. Um, so get ready, everybody, to be really busy to, with things to go see in the fall. I know. I mean, it's it's going to be like the floodgates open, right? When so, people, yeah, when when people can finally go out, get their hair cut, go to go have a cup of coffee somewhere. So I think, <laughs> but um, I think we should all do the hair challenge where no one can get their hair cut until there's an uh, you know a cure for COVID. <laughs> that, I'm not going to do it. No, I, okay. I don't think you'll get a lot of support there. Okay. Well, okay. here's um, my other thing. I'm gonna I'm gonna say it here first, but I'm I'm I have a new I have a new coined word that I think is gonna be the it word. Um, you know, instead of saying someone looks fishy, you know, or they look mm-hmm. cause they look good because they're passing. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna, I my my new my new phrase is oh girl you look so mignon. <laughs> <laughs> Did you do that sound effect, Mark? 
<laughs> yeah. Can you do it again? I'm, a, yeah. I'm obsessed with mignon. Oh my God, you're so mignon. Oh, girl, look at that puppy. It's so mignon. Again, Mark. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I don't. You don't think it's going to no. fly? I think it's going to be well, the thing. Mignon. Well, maybe it will. It's it definitely means, less offensive. It it's definitely less offensive than fish. Petite and delicate and small. But but know. you know how you know how you know how for a while people said would say your eyebrows are on fleek. Yeah. Can you say can you say your eyebrows are mignon? Like, does that work? Uh, maybe. Let's 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 try it. No, because the eyebrows are going to be pretty bushy. Right, right. Yeah, <laughs> they have to be little. They have to be dainty. Like that's why. Like, do you remember my um? Yeah, knee deep in the hoopla. No, Mark. What, what do you think about this? When when something was like wild and crazy, I'd say, "God, this is so knee deep in the hoopla." Nope. <laughs> <laughs> like, that is from it's from um, it's from that horrible song "We Built This City" by uh, Starship. Anyway, uh, that that shockingly never caught on either. Yeah, I remember uh, say, you wow, trying to make wow, that happen. <laughs> wow, it's things. Well, things are so knee deep in the hoopla tonight, and uh, everybody would just, everybody would just, everybody would just stare at me like, "Shut up." Um, okay, so shifting gears a little bit, you are staying busy with Sexitude. Tell us about Sexitude. Oh, yeah. and every every also... Sunday on Zoom. Exactly. Well, I've actually Zoom. If you're listening, I'm over you. Oh, oh. I, I know. I know. I am. Um, Tell they, us why. They, they have a lot of Zoom has it. Well, Zoom is great if I'm going to have like um, like a Zoom happy hour where I can see my friends and we can all like sit around and and kiki and have some drinks and food and whatever. And that, that's been great. I've seen like my friends in New York more than I, in the last three weeks than I have in the last five years. But for Zoom, if you play music and then try and talk, it it automatically pulls the music down. So if you're teaching a dance class where you want to yell things out, like it just really doesn't work. So I am migrated over to the best sound, surprisingly, is Instagram Live. So I'm going to do it on Instagram and Facebook Live simultaneously. Okay. So you can right. you can you can take the class. Sundays at 1.30 on Facebook Live um, for on the Darcy on Darcy Drollinger's my page or on Sexitude Dance on um, Instagram. And uh, so that's that's um, that's Pacific Standard Time. But tell us about um, tell people what Sexitude is. Well, Sexitude is a a body positive, age positive, sex positive dance class. Um, it's a little bit like if, um, it's guilty pleasure. Like if you were pretending to be a Britney Spears backup dancer in your living room, um, and you know, it's, it's, we, we work on our sexy face and our attitude face, but it's all fun and no attitude. And it really is a, you know, it's, it's good, good fun, but when else can you sit around and, and practice your sexy face? Cause you never know when you're going to need it. It's a little bit of a different <laughs> situation when you're not doing it together in the same room. So, you know, I'm making the routines a little, a little more fun and simple so you can be doing it, you know, 
just more of a little bit more follow along because you're doing it by yourself in your living room. But um, yeah, I was kind of wondering like what I was wondering about, like what if the vibe was different now that you're doing it online, because I will say that I've wanted to come to a couple of sexitude classes and the floor work, you know, can be a little intimidating for some folks. So are you finding that you just have more people of general interest rather than, you know, folks who are used to doing a lot of dance um, in the folks that are attending online? For sure. I mean, well, I mean, there's all of the the kind of people that really this, you know, I've got people that come every week and it is sort of like church and, uh, you know, but online anyone can join in. So, you know, like, you know, my 90 year old mother can tune in and watch. She's not going to really dance, but she can she can see it, you know, and be part of it sort of. Um, well, I was I, thinking know, it might be my first sexitude tomorrow because I can do it, you know, from the privacy I, of my living I room. I think you, I think you should. But I also think mm-hmm. you should come, come when we can get back into the studio. You should come do it live too. The thing about it really is, you know, no one is ever very good the first time they work with a teacher. You know, teachers got certain moves. And once you learn those moves, you realize that most teachers know about 50 moves and they just put them in different order. So once you spend yeah. a little bit of time with an instructor, but but more than anything is like how often do you do you get a chance to dress up in some, you know, glitter hot shorts and, and practice your sexy face as well as sweat it out um, to some Britney Spears? A Darcy, please tell your fans where they can find you on social media well you can find me i'm at darcy drollinger on instagram and you can also follow me on um sexitude dance on instagram um you could also follow the follow golden girls live on instagram you can also follow oasis um, it's, it's the Oasis SF <laughs> on Instagram and shit and champagne on Instagram. Oh my God, it's so many accounts. Jesus um, Christ. Uh, no, I know, but just follow me, Darcy Drollinger, and I'll, I'll, I'll let you know what's yeah, going exactly. on. And then you can also find me on Facebook on Darcy Drollinger or um, uh, SF Oasis. And you can also read a little bit more about me and my life at DarcyDrollinger.com. Wow. And don't forget, everybody, to please help support Oasis during this time. Yes. Uh, Indiegogo Indiegogo Oasis 2020 and Venmo Oasis SF. All right. Well, thank you, Darcy. Uh, Thanks again, everybody, for listening to uh, Drag Time with Eklina. This is episode six, and we are so happy with how things are going and all the support we're getting. Uh, You can find me, Eklina, on Instagram at Eklina or um, at Heclina on Facebook and at Heclina on Twitter. See how easy I made that, Darcy? Um, and, and, please, uh, and, please, and please share our show to your social media networks. Uh, even if you do not give us any money, which you really should be, um, you could, the, most important, the most important thing you can do is to subscribe to the show. Uh, the more subscribers we get, the better. Um, maybe we can go out and find some sponsors and advertisers if we show them how many people subscribe to us. Like us, rate us, and please tell anyone you can about the Drag Time with Heclina podcast. Again, you can support us at the, on the Cash App at uh, Drag Time or visit our website, www.dragtimewithheclina.com. We'll be back 
next with a very special guest, and they are... Greg Sherrill, and we even have a video bonus episode that we're going to uh, direct you to from our webpage. Okay. Thank, thank you. you, Mark. Thank you, Darcy. Yay, thank Bye. you. Thank you. Thank you to our special guest, Darcy Drollinger. The artwork is by Mr. B Nation. Thank you to Nancy French for her help with the graphics. And this episode was recorded, edited, and produced by me. I'm Mark.